Welcome to the Whistle Way Podcast. My name is Kyle Whistle, your host with Whistle Realty Group, EXP Realty in San Diego. And I'm Brian Kochi, Director of Media here at Whistle Realty Group. The goal of the show is to give you the tools, techniques, and tactics to go out there and crush it in your business. The way that we like to do that is by answering the questions that you have for us. Rather than us guessing at what we should shoot episodes on, we just listen to you on what we should shoot episodes on. And the way we do that is by answering your questions that you submit to thewhistleway.com, thewhistleway.com. You can ask us questions on there. You can subscribe to the podcast and YouTube channel. You could join our referral network or our email list to get all of our content and get details on our Media Mayor Mastermind event, which is a course of Brian and I teaching everything that we have learned over the last seven plus years together of creating killer video content. So you can go to thewhistleway.com. And if you enjoy the show today, if you can make sure if you're watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button, let YouTube know you're enjoying the show. And also hit the subscribe button, and little notification bell, so you get notified of future episodes of the show. And if you are listening on a podcast platform, if you can hook us up with a review on there, that would mean a lot to us. That's it, huh? That's it. See, right. it's, it's been a few weeks. I still remembered my <laughs> I, line. I know. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to say next now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian, what do you got for us today? So I am going to break one of our somewhat cardinal rules here um, of making a video that is evergreen. But I want to make sure that we do something that's very topical, very timely, um, specifically for this time. Okay. Um, Before you do, evergreen means that it is content that is forever green, forever fresh, forever works, not content that's time or date specific. Um, but we're going to change it up today. Yeah, and there's times where it's better to do things that are evergreen, and there's times where it's better to do things that are time specific. Um, you just got What I always tell people before they actually film a video or do a podcast or do something is make sure you know what you want it to be before you go into it. Um, because if you try and do an, an evergreen video and then you accidentally say, oh, yeah, next week I'm doing this, everything else is evergreen, but now you've dated it with that. Or, oh, did you guys see the ga- the Charger game last night? Well, now it's dated with that thing, even if the whole thing – anyways. Yep. Um, so we are in uh, November of 2021. We've had a – most all real estate agents around the country, I think, have had a, a very – crazy year, a very crazy hot market. Um, Traditionally, we start to see the real estate market slow down and kind of um, settle in the last quarter of the year. What I want to talk about is, one, what do you see the the end of the year looking like, Um, specifically here in San Diego, but let's see if we can extrapolate that to national. And then two, based on what you foresee coming up, what should agents be doing at this time at their business that maybe different than what they've been doing before. Cool. Let's do it. Um, as far as market predictions, I think the most important thing here is to realize that um, all markets are local. And so what's happening in a red hot city like Austin or Nashville is going to be different than what's happening in Topeka. Topeka. What state is that in? Kansas. Kansas. Okay. Then what's happening in Topeka, Kansas. I mean, maybe, um, I don't know. Is and it? it's also going to be different than what's happening in like a destination city like uh, Park City, Utah, right? So we got to make sure we're clear that there's a lot of different markets. Um, you know, we're in California, which is unique because you have a lot of people leaving California because of political climate or whatever other reasons they're choosing to leave or taxes. Um, but then you still have a lot of people coming here because we're sitting here and it's 
November, and it is 75 degrees and sunny out today, um, where there are other people are getting their ass kicked by nor'easters right now um, and, and getting snow and rain and tornadoes and all kinds of crazy stuff. So you just got to realize that every market's going to be a little bit different. But the general um, you know, consensus of what I'm seeing, and I'm not an expert here, I'm not a, uh, I don't know if there's a, how you become an economist, like, is there a uh, accreditation you need for that? But I have a degree in economics, and I've studied charts and graphs for like 20 years. I guess if you get paid for it, right? Yeah. If I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, you don't I, need a license to be a videographer, so maybe no. I can be an economist. I don't we'll, know if, we'll go with it. if they go board certified or not. I don't know. <laughs> board certified, yeah. Whatever, yeah. shut up. <laughs> so um, my opinion is obviously the first six months of this year was incredible. I don't care where you were, if you were in Topeka or Park City or San Diego or Nashville. It was an amazing uh, first six months of the year. Now, there was a shift that happened about six months into the year. Now, that shift has been felt differently in different markets. Um, here in San Diego, which is the only one I can attest to because I'm living in and experiencing it, is that in California, we had the governor come out and say, June 15th, we're going to remove COVID restrictions. And most people were like, yeah, freaking right. You are going to tell us what to do the rest of our life, hence why a lot of people are leaving California. So um, a lot of people doubted that they would actually lift most of those, um, most of the rules and stuff that were put in place. Lo and behold, they did. People were like, holy shit, we're free. <laughs> and everybody was like, well, kids go back to school in like August. Let's go on vacation. And you had a period of, you know, two months there where the amount of people going on vacation was out of control, especially relative to one year prior when nobody was going anywhere. So you had a massive amount of people, you know, trying to cram in vacations in that window of June 15th until school started. So as people went and took those vacations, you had a slowdown happen because everybody's mind shifted from like, screw the house thing. Let's go to Hawaii. Let's go to, you know, let's go to Austin. Let's go to Nashville. Let's go somewhere fun. Um, so you had a massive amount of vacations happening during that time period. And then school started. And school starting is always a slowdown because everybody's got to figure out their new routine in school. Well, new routine this year is very different than the new routine last year. Because a lot of people were doing homeschool last year. Now we're doing real school or we're doing hybrid school or I don't know what the hell we're doing anymore. Um, but it was different this year relative to what most people were doing last year. So the pumping of the brakes while people figured out this whole new school routine was uh, much larger than normal. So between all of the vacations and then school starting back up and everybody figuring it out, you effectively had a two or three month window that was very slow. It was, it was a change for people. Um, now, what we've seen in San Diego specifically is we've, yes, we have seen buyer demand decrease, but surprisingly, we've seen the seller supply decrease more than the buyer demand. So there's actually been, like, I know last month's data, it was roughly 25% decrease in new sellers, and there was only a 11% increase in new buyers. So new listings was down 25%, and new buyers was down 11%. Well, there's a 14% delta there. So with the supply going down further than the demand, we actually contracted our inventory even more to the point where our inventory today contracted. Yeah, that all work. Um, we have lower inventory today than we did have in June, which is kind of surprising. I don't think a lot of people would expect that. But what happens is a lot of people are listening to the news and the news is saying like, oh, it's shifting. Like, 
Yeah, but what does the shift mean? And, and what is that shift in your market, not for the, the country? Because, again, Topeka and Park City and San Diego and Nashville are four different places. They're going to experience different things. But I can tell you in San Diego, we actually saw the supply drop more than we saw the demand drop. Therefore, the overall supply dropped, constricted, if you prefer. Um, so yeah, that's that's what's interesting. And so we saw that lull though, because again, the buyer demand did drop, but we've, now the school's back settled again. I think everybody's kind of settled into their new routine. And we've seen September was amazing, which September led to what closed in August. So we actually, or in October, I'm sorry, we actually had more closings this October than we've ever had in any October in history. So a lot of the people who pumped the brakes in June, July, August, you know, got back on the gas pedal in September and we're seeing that continue through October and, and here we are in November. So um, we're starting to see those prices increase again. The agents are constantly, hey, I'm in multiple offers. Um, you know, what's it going to take to get this? How much above do I have to go? We're back having those conversations where we didn't have those for a few months there. Um, now, my belief is that we're going to see it slow back down again uh, in late November and into December when Thanksgiving hits and Hanukkah and Christmas and all the other holidays hit, I think you're going to see a lot of people want to travel again. So what we saw in like June, July, you're going to see again in November, December, late November and into early December. Um, you're going to see that pick back up again because everybody wants to go visit their family. Right? My family's in Buffalo, New York. Like I didn't get to go visit them last year like I normally would. I want to go visit them this year. Everybody wants to do that, right? Everybody wants to go visit their family or take that family trip they didn't take the year prior. So you're going to have a massive amount of demand for travel. Now, the variable is can they supply the freaking planes? Because uh, I've been traveling a lot, and the airports are a complete shit show right now. Um, I didn't know uh, Uber made airplanes because I think you're traveling more more long distance on Uber than you are airplanes right now. <laughs> yeah, I got stuck taking like a two hour long uh, Uber home from an airport because my plane went to like the totally different city because of the, the delays the other night. So um, it's that's actually going to be a very interesting variable is can the supply meet the, the demand for travel? I, I know I don't want to be at airports in December. It is going to be, and especially Thanksgiving week, it's going to be so chaotic. And if they can't figure out how to get all these planes off the ground, it's it's going to be bad. It's going to be real bad. So I believe you'll see November, December slow back down again. And I think January, it's all systems go. Okay. So what? Do, so now that's all great information. What do we do with that? If, if, there's an, if you're listening to this, you're an agent, and you say, okay, good. Finally can take a breath again, right? I worked my ass off. Then a lot of us saw like, oh, shit, are we done? And then like, oh, nope, we're back at it. Now that it's going to slow down again, what is – the highest and best use of an agent's time if in the slowdown? Yeah, so I think you know, depending on when you're listening to this, if you're listening to this in early November, uh, make hay while the sun is shining, as they say. Like I think there's a lot of opportunity right now, and I think you got to be prepared for it to slow down um, in, de in December. So if you're going to take vacation, like I'd actually take it. Normally a lot of times I tell agents, like, hey, you know what? All the other agents are taking vacations in December, like pedal to the metal, like, Maybe you actually take that vacation in December. I would, now, I would recommend you road trip it. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> um, take a road trip. Like You might not want to deal with the airport because there's nothing worse. I mean, I'm seeing people's flight get canceled, and they can't fly home for days. Not It's not like you're delayed a couple hours. You're delayed a couple days right now. Um, if you're somebody who doesn't deal with stress well, like just drive. 
right? If you're from, <laughs> if you're in San Diego, like go drive, you know, up to San Francisco, mm-hmm. or go drive to Scottsdale, or go to Vegas or something. Like, just go drive somewhere. Maybe you don't fly in a plane. That, that's just being somebody who's <laughs> been on planes every week for the last couple of months. Like, maybe you avoid the airport because yeah. it's a little much. Um, so there's a couple things that we like to do this time of year that I think really set us up for 20 for the following year. Um, in this case, that's going to be 2022. So, um, you know, there's a, a really good opportunity right now to do things that 99.9% of agents don't do. And that's just doing goodwill. Everybody wants to like find the new lead source, find the, the magic button I can hit, like find this, find that. Well, what if you just did some goodwill? Just did some good in your community and didn't ask for a single thing in return. Like what would happen to your business? That freaks you the hell out, right? If you're listening to this right now, you're like, well, why would I do that? Like I paid X dollars, I get Y leads and- <laughs> What's the like, ROI on charity? Yeah, <laughs> what's, what's the ROI on goodwill? Like, that's kind of a fucked up question, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> like if, if that thought of this freaks you out, you're actually the person who needs this the most. Um, this is a really, really good opportunity for you to do a lot of good in the community. Um, you know, I say this to our team and I want to say this to you as a listener of the show is we are so freaking blessed in this industry. Like our company is going to do somewhere in the neighborhood of $10 million in commissions this year. Like we are so, so, so blessed to be in that position. I mean, if you've been in any urban area recently, the, you know, the, the problems with the homeless population is just out of control. I mean, there's exponentially more homeless people today than there was prior to COVID. It's been rough. There's a lot of people who are really, really struggling right now. And with the fact that we're like bitching and moaning over like, oh, I only closed two deals last month or whatever, like, fuck you. There's other people who only ate two days last month. Like, we're so fortunate. And this is a really good opportunity for us to give back. Now, is there an opportunity when you do goodwill that it might actually lead to a return on investment? It might, but don't do these things solely looking for a return on investment, do these because you want to do good, because you want to help other people who aren't as fortunate as you. Um, so the two things that I really like the most is Thanksgiving is coming up. This is a day for most people where they choose to cook a ton of food and sit around a table with friends and with family and, and have a good time. Not everybody's in that scenario. Not everybody can afford that, that meal. Not everybody can, has the family and stuff to be around. So maybe you could do something and help out. Um, so one of the things we like to do is partner with local food banks. So each of our agents finds the food bank that's in their respective area where they like to focus their energy and attention. Usually that's where they live or it's the area where they like to do a lot of business and just go partner with your local food bank and find out how you can help them. Um, most of the time they're going to be like, well, we're a food bank, get us food. <laughs> like pretty simple, right? But Hey, just ask, maybe there's other ways you could help too. Um, but for the most part, they're like, bring us food so we can feed people. Cause that's what a food bank does. Okay, well, now you got your, your marching orders. Go get them food. So what we do is go to the grocery store, get paper bags from the grocery store. If you're in California, they're going to tax those. If you're in other states, you probably can get them for free still. But that's the way it is. So if you want to know why people are leaving California, they're going to make you pay for a bag. It's fine. It's 10 cents. If you want 500 bags, it's like $50. Pay the 50 freaking dollars. Um, so we go get paper bags, and then we put a little... Um, you know, one sheeter on the bag, we staple it to the bag. And it basically just says, hey, we've partnered with the San Diego Food Bank to help bring, you know, food to those in need during the holiday season. Um, We'd love to pick up your non-perishable goods, put them out on your doorstep this day. And now here's where we have a little bit of business savvy while doing goodwill. We tell them, send an email to food drive at blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to give you ours, so you email it, but food drive (laughs) at blah, 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 blah. 
and we encourage them, hey, send us an email to this address um, with your address on it so we know to stop by and pick food up from your house. Well, well, guess what? Somebody just emailed you. They emailed you. You obviously got their name. You got their email address, and you got their physical address. Now, if you know how to market, you could do some stuff with that. But I'm not going to dive into that today because that's not what this is about. But I'm just saying you might have a list. Um, so you just let them know, hey, Pitt, we're going to pick the food up this day, this time. Um, and now you take all those email addresses. You remind them the night before. Make sure to put your bag out front. We're going to pick it up tomorrow. Now you go around. You pick up all the food. You take it to the food bank. It's a very simple thing. But people see, oh, wow, Kyle's doing good in the neighborhood. Whether they actually participate in the food drive or they don't, they're like, oh, that's cool that he does that, that he helps other people out. Because Kyle's fortunate. Kyle should give back. You're fortunate. You should give back. We're all fortunate. We should all give back. I don't even care if you are the person who only had two meals last month. Give back. Maybe somebody had one meal. Maybe somebody had no meals last month. Like, give back. Find a way to freaking give back. There's nobody that can't give back in one way, whether it's time, talent, treasures, like find a way to give back. We all need to do that. Um, so now you're going to pick up all this food. Now, again, you might have a cell phone that has a camera on it. Like maybe you shoot some pictures of you and whoever's helping you pick up the food. Maybe you shoot a video of you picking up food. Maybe when you take the food to the food bank, maybe you like take a photo or a video when you're at the food bank and share, hey, look guys, we partnered up, great job, you know, Santee community. Um, together, what we've started to do is we actually weigh all the food. So we literally take each bag one by one, put it on a scale, weigh it, add it up. Like congratulations, Santee community. We, you know, together, we came together and donated a thousand pounds of food to the food bank, which is gonna help feed, you know, over a thousand families. That's a pretty good post to put up. You want to know what you put on socials? Like, just document it. Again, you're not doing it solely for this purpose, but if you're going to do it, you might as well document what you're already doing. Now you're putting posts up. You might have stories up. You might make a video out of it. Like, there's a lot of good stuff that you can do with that. So when you do it, the, the cool part is when you take it to the food bank, like, you roll into the food bank with a 1,000 pounds of food. Like, it's awesome to see their reaction. Like they're so freaking excited. They're so pumped that you brought that food in there. They're so grateful. They love it. Like they're over the moon. And it's because the people that are at the food bank, they're volunteering their time, talent, treasures to help other people. Very few people at the food bank are making any money. They're just doing it to help others. And a lot of the people that I've experienced this that work at the food bank are people who used to go to the food bank because they were in need and now they want to help people. It's crazy. So it's just a really freaking good thing to do for you, for the community, for those around you. So you're going to do that in November. Then do the same thing again in December, but now find an organization that is going to help other people. Like, depending on where you are, we're in San Diego. It gets cold here. It gets down in like the 50s. Uh, <laughs> some of you I was guys like, are, wait a second. <laughs> some people are listening guys, here. That's hot. <laughs> <laughs> some of you guys pray to get a day, a day in the 50s. Um, but some of you guys are in much colder climates. So we just talked about my family's in Buffalo. Like, negative 50 there sometimes. Um, so find an organization that you could partner with and do a clothing drive. So, you know, there's a million Salvation Army, Goodwill. There's a ton of organizations out there. Find somebody you can partner with to do a clothing drive and do that in December. So as the winter hits, you can, you know, help those in need that need clothing, that need to stay warm and need to, um, you know, have those things to get through the winter season. So you're going to just do the exact same thing again. Go get a bag from the grocery store. Put a little note on it. Tell people what to do um, and just give back. And when you can, you know, help feed people that are in need, you can help clothe people that are in need. Like, that's a pretty damn good feeling. And, hey, if, if you get business out of it, great. But the fact that you were able to help hundreds, if not thousands of people through the holidays, like, that's a freaking great feeling. And people are watching you. 
whether you post it on social or not, doesn't matter. People see it. I guarantee you I've done business because of doing those things. And I'm not doing those things to get the business, but it doesn't suck to get business from it either. Cool. That's supposed to be next episode, but that's fine. That's fine. Um, so that was all great information. Um, I kind of want to talk a little bit. So, okay, slow down. You can do a vacation. You should do some good. What about talking about ways we can work um, on your business as opposed to in your business? Sometimes you get busy with the day-to-day, the hustle-bustle. As we slow down, we have a little bit more time to kind of take a step back and reprioritize. For sure. So I'll throw two things out there. If you want the little uh, one sheet that we put on those paper bags, shoot me a DM on Instagram. So make sure to follow me and shoot me a DM, um, and I'll send that over to you. And then second is, this is a great time to business plan. And I'll, if you want, we did a video. Um, my partner, Dan Beer, and I, we did a video that this is something that's only if you're serious about business planning. This is no like bullshit kindergarten business plan. This is real freaking business planning. Like, and I'm telling you, it's real because it's a four hour long video. Yeah. Like Dan and I took a day out of our lives to go and record this thing. And we shared this with people last year. And it's obviously applicable every year. Um, but this is if you're serious about business planning. This is not like, well, I want to close an extra home next year. Uh, we'll see how we do it. Like, no, this is serious shit. I don't care if you're solo, you run a team, you run a brokerage. Like, this is for you. But if and only if you're serious and about I, actually building a real plan. And what I love about this, I did a course in, in college about building a business plan. And it was this beautiful 38-page document and that I never looked at and I struggled through. The thing that I love about this, it's a, yeah, it's four hours. That's a lot in terms of internet watching. Um, but it's a two-page business plan. Mm-hmm. It takes out all the bullshit fluff. But anyways, what's yeah. that? How do so, you yeah, it? this is the exact same two-page business plan that Dan and I run our businesses on. Collectively, we'll do $20 million in commission this year. So if you want to run your business on the exact same plan that we run our businesses on, which is a two-page plan, front, back. It's actually one piece of paper, both sides. Uh, but it's a two-page business plan. So if you want to learn how to build the same business plan that we run our businesses on, shoot me a DM. I'll hook you up with a video. Um, but don't send me a video if you're not going to watch. Or don't send me a DM if you're not going to watch a video. If you're not going to truly commit yourself to two hours of your life or four hours of your life to like really do this, then don't bother. Like this is real shit. Like this is really, really deep. And now this, the system that we use is a system that we've now invested 30 plus thousand dollars to learn this system. And it's just Dan and I sharing exactly what we've learned over running the system for a few years now. Um, so I'm happy to share it, but that's the other thing that you should be doing in fourth quarter, ideally in November is building out that business plan and figuring out, you know, how did we get to where we are and where do we want to go next year and how are we going to get there? And not just next year, but this business plan also includes where do you where are you going to be in three years? Where are you going to be in 10 years? You go over your core values. It goes over everything that you really need to run a true business. And again, I don't care if you're solo or you own a huge brokerage or you're somewhere in between. This is the plan for you. Um, and it's simple two page. It goes up on the wall. It's in the front wall of our office. We talk about it every single week. Um, and it, it's a huge game changer. Yeah. This is also a good time to kind of mess with your systems, dial that in, right? Yeah, so another thing that I like to do in fourth quarter, um, and I've done this since I was solo for sure, is just take a P&L now. And when I say that, you're probably like, what's a P&L? And if that's where you're at, then you need this even more than anybody. It's called profit and loss statement. <laughs> you should have something where you actually document all of your 
income and all of your expenses. Um, so I want you to just print this thing out and I would typically I'll just print it and put it up on the wall and I will just go through this thing line by line by line by line and figure out what is it like because sometimes you're spending money on shit you don't even remember like you forgot about it but you're still spending it and then you have in your head like oh, I'll come back around I'll use that like I know I've just been busy like if it's I've just been busy for like two years now cancel that shit like you're gonna just be busy for the rest of your life so get rid of it um, but just go through line by line through your P&L and really analyze like everything that you're spending money on um, and I used to watch a radio station or listen to a radio station here and they did a thing called pump it or dump it and the premise of it like they'd play a song and be like hey should we pump the song and play it more or should we dump it and get rid of it same thing with your expenses figure out like you might go through your expenses like holy shit this is returning like 10 to 1 let's do more of that let's pump it and then you got something that you're spending $10,000 a month on and you're getting nothing from it so you're going to dump it so that's another really good activity to go through cool and that's a, a few actionable items. I hope so. <laughs> if, if you, you made it this far and you didn't get shit from this episode. There's something wrong with you. Like, just retire. <laughs> just send your license back to the uh, Department of Real Estate. Tell them you quit. Man, um, that's rough. I'm sorry. I'm being or, savage. Or maybe there was just, a lot of good shit in today. Just listen to it again, maybe. Maybe we could just start with that before you... <laughs> no, just send your license in. Just burn it. <laughs> just give up now. Oh, um, <laughs> if you did get value out of the show today, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that thumbs up button. Also, if you want more episodes, hit the subscribe button, the little notification bell. So you get notified when we drop new episodes. And then if you're listening on a podcast platform, you could hook us up with a review on there. Make sure to subscribe. That would mean a lot to us. Um, if you have a question you want to have us answer on a future episode of the show, you can always go to thewhistleway.com. You can ask us questions on there. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and podcast. You can join our referral network, our Facebook group, and our email marketing list so you can get all the updates of stuff we're working on. And lastly, you can get dialed in with our Media Mayor Mastermind course, which will teach you everything you need to know about creating video and becoming the media mayor of your community, thewhistleway.com. The way we like to wrap the show up is to talk about our widget of the week. This is something that we utilize in our business. It saves us time, makes us more money, or just helps us have more fun. What do you got, Brian? So I've got a... Well, let's start with the, the problem that we always run into is Facebook Live. We always tell people to do Facebook Live. It's great. It's easy. Not much setup. Um, and if you're holding your phone out in front of your face, it's fine. If you have the camera within three feet of your the audio source, a.k.a. your mouth, it's perfectly fine. The problem comes in when you're holding the phone farther away. So if, if maybe you want to do um, – you want to stand out in the parking lot and have someone film you – if you want to do an interview with someone and they're standing next to you, um, if you want someone else to film you, you have to hold the phone farther away, and therefore the audio is basically, you can't hear it. And so I've been looking for a solution for a long time. We use, we've talked about this in the past, some of our Rode video mics, and I've tried that with a splitter and a, like 13 connections, and it works, but it's a pain in the ass. Um, and I finally found these mics. These are, it's from a company called Comica. Um, that it's really cool. You can plug this guy into the bottom of your phone. Looks like a little um, like a, like a pack of gum, like a five-stick pack of gum. Sure. Um, and then you have the microphone here, which you can clip onto your shirt. They come with little uh, lav microphones that you can plug in. That's cool. Um, but what really makes this a great system is it actually comes with two microphones. So this is the situation where you can put a microphone on yourself, a microphone on someone else, um, and this is where it really comes in great because I don't, I haven't found a Bluetooth mic 
that you can have multiple mics with. Um, so this little system, about 200 bucks. It's really small. It's light, um, and it works really well. The battery life is good. Um, not a perfect system, but the best that I've seen so far. So I really like it. Uh, really light, simple. It's a good system. Comica. It's the Boom uh, XD. Cool. That's what I got. Uh, the one I got for you, we actually used to use this years ago and haven't used it until I needed to do some work on my current house. And this is a really cool system where if you need work done on your house, um, and you always have clients who need work done on their house, they're always like, oh, who do you have for a plumber? Who do you have for an electrician? Who do you have for this, that, this, that? Um, it's just, it becomes tedious to like constantly be having to pull these things out of your butt. And then it's like, if you give them a referral and then it doesn't work, now that it reflects negatively on you. So there's a system called House Call. House Call, it's an app. And what's cool is you could go into this app and you could be like, hey, I need a plumber. And it'll be like, here's 10 plumbers in the area and here's who they are and here's their reviews and here's all the jobs they've completed. And you could literally just chat with them like right there on the spot. Being a millennial, I like that. I don't like to call people unless I have to. Um, and it also has preset pricing for a lot of the different jobs. So it's like, I need a new toilet installed. Like I can go into plumbing, put new toilet and it's gonna have people's pricing. Like people could preset their pricing for, you know, traditional type jobs obviously you have some one-offs who knows what that's going to be but something simple like that they're going to have preset price maybe you need a tv hung on a wall like you can go in it's going to tell you here's what it costs to have a tv hung on the wall um all the communication and payment and everything can all be done through the app um and you could again you know who's actually coming out you don't just call a random number and have some random gal or guy come out there um you have who it is you've communicated with them you've got reviews you can see how many jobs they've completed They've got everything, plumbers, electricians, handymen, everything in there. So it's super cool. Um, so whether you need that for yourself personally or you want clients to use it, maybe you could give clients like a gift card and be like, hey, here you go. Instead of, oh, you could hire my handyman, you could just say, hey, here's 200 bucks to use with house call anytime you want. So cool system. Cool. I like that. Awesome. Well, hopefully you guys got a lot of value out of the show today. Again, if you didn't send your license back to the Department of Real Estate, tell them you quit. Um, I think you'll buy their book of business too. I will. Yeah. Just and send me your whole database so <laughs> I can do something with it. Because if you didn't do anything with this show, you're not going to do anything with your database. So Ouch. just send it over to me and uh, I'll send you a referral fee or something. And you can actually make money off your license. Sorry. I'm a little savage today. It's cool. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hopefully you got a lot of value out of the show today. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Whistle Way Podcast. See you next week.